but we thank God that uh, God has blessed ECG with a prophet of God. Who is carrying a very dangerous grace. We thank God because of that. Um, as the man of God has already said, uh, I'll be talking about the call of God. Uh, but because tonight, Major One is going to reveal gifts of the Holy Spirit to us, uh, I'll just introduce uh, the teaching and I'll, I'll complete it on Friday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, let us uh, go to the scriptures. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 30. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who accord according to his purpose. For whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also caught. And whom he caught, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Now, the Bible says for we know that all things work together for the good of those people that love God. Which means if one loves God then all things work together for, for his good or for her good. Hallelujah. I know people in ECG, they love God, isn't it? So the Bible says we know that all things work together for the good of those people that love God. But not only those that love God, but the Bible says those who are also called according to his purpose. So, which means if someone is called according to God's purpose, then all things work together for his good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which means the call of God, it provides a certain kind of security to someone whom God has called. There is a certain kind of Reward that is attached to, to people whom God has called. No matter what, what happens in life, 
God ensures that all things should work together for the good of the people that has God. Now, if we talk about the call of God, the call of God, it is in different times. There is a call to salvation where uh, God calls people into his kingdom. Uh, God calls people into fellowship with his son. Uh, God, he calls people from the kingdom of darkness into, into the kingdom of light. Hallelujah. That, that, that is also the call of God. Uh, but there is also a call of God uh, where God calls people into holiness. Hallelujah. In, in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7. The Bible says, For God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. So God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. Which means, uh, to be called into holiness is also a calling of God. Hallelujah. But then, First uh, uh, Peter chapter 2, Verse 9 also talks of another call of God, uh, which I talked about at first. The Bible says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So, God has, has called his people out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. And because these people have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light, that's why the Bible says, you people whom God has called out of darkness, you are a peculiar people. You are a chosen generation. You are a holy nation. You are a royal priesthood. So all these, uh, these descriptions are given to people whom God has called out of darkness into his, into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. Then there is another call of God, uh, which is, now the call of God into ministry. Hallelujah. If we read the Bible in the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verses 15 to 16. Galatians chapter 1, verses 15 to 16. But the Bible says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by his grace, 
to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathens. Immediately, I conferred not with flesh and blood. Hallelujah. So, Apostle Paul is, is the one who says, when it pleased God, uh, uh, and this God separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by his grace, when God called me by his grace, he says, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen. So preaching the son of God among the heathen, that's now a call of God to ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uh, I'll talk much about this call of God to ministry because Major One is, is, is going to talk about gifts of the Holy Spirit. So these two are related. Hallelujah. Now, if we go back to the scripture which I read at first, Romans chapter 8, the Bible talks about the process of the call of God. There's a process in which the, uh, um, people who are called by God, they, uh, uh, there is the same process that God underwent, or a same process which God undertook in order to call someone. Hallelujah. So the Bible there says, For, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his sons, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also caught. And whom he caught, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Hallelujah. Now, from that passage of scriptures, we see that before God calls someone, there are two things which God, uh, there are two things which happened. The first thing that happened is, is the foreknowledge of God, of the person that God is, is, is calling. Hallelujah. So, uh, for God, for whom God foreknew, so it's like before God calls someone, uh, God has that kind of uh, foreknowledge of the person that God calls. If we talk about foreknowledge, uh, foreknowledge is to know in advance or to know ahead of time. Now, uh, God is omniscient. He is a God who knows all things. And because of the omniscience of God, God is able to, to know in advance everything about anyone. Hallelujah. So because God is able to know everything about anyone, before God calls someone, there is that kind of foreknowledge. But now, if we talk about our foreknowledge in, in, in the sense of uh, God knowing in advance, when it, when it comes to the call of God, it, it's not only just God's foreknowledge. I mean, God's knowledge in advance. Foreknowledge, in, in this case, it has to do with an intimate knowledge of God about someone. Hallelujah. In other words, a knowledge by experience. 
It's, it's like God has... Hallelujah. If we read the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 2. Amos, chapter 3, verse 2. The Bible there says, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Now, when uh, God was saying, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. God was talking about Israel. That of all the families of the earth, God has only known Israel. You only have I known of all the families of the earth. And now, if uh, we talk of God as omniscient, who knows all things, it means God did not only know the, 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 the Israelites. In a real sense, God also knew the Gentiles. But for God to say, you are the only, uh, or the only one that I've known out of all the families of the earth. Uh, what that means is there is an intimate knowledge that God has about Israel. Which, which God doesn't have uh, uh, concerning the Gentiles. God knows Israel in a certain way. There is, it's beyond just knowing about, about the Gentiles. Or it's, it's just beyond knowing about Israel. There are certain deep things about Israel that God, God knows. Hallelujah. So it is out of that knowledge that, that, that God had to choose, had to call someone. Hallelujah. So before God calls someone, there is the foreknowledge of God. God knows that person. What that means is, every person who is called by God, you are known by God not to death. Or you are not known by God when you are born. Before you are born, God knew you. Before you, you came into your mother's womb, God knew you. You were existing to God. Hallelujah. You might have not been existing on earth, but you are existing to God. God already knew you before you were, you were even formed in your mother's womb. That's why God told Jeremiah, he said, before, uh, before you are formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Hallelujah. So that, that's, that's for knowledge. So you are, you, you are known by God in advance. Everything about you is not an accident to God. Everything about you is known by God. There is nothing about you that, that surprises God. Hallelujah. Because God knows everything about you. So after that for knowledge, that's when now comes our predestination. The Bible says, for those that God foreknew, he did predestinate. Predestination has to, to do with determining in advance. So after God had foreknown someone, then God had to determine in advance what will happen to that, to that person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I've known about this person, so this is what is going to happen. So this, the foreknowledge of God, is the one that, that helps God to, uh, to, to determine in advance what is going to happen to someone. If you, you know that there is going to be football between Brazil and, and America, and then you, you know in advance that Brazil is going to win. It does not mean it's you who has, who has made Brazil to win. You have just known in advance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you are to prepare an award, um, and, and then you prepare in advance an award for Brazil, it's, it's because of the knowledge which you had, that you knew in advance that Brazil is going to win. Hallelujah. So when God foreknew, then that made God to predestinate or to determine in advance what is going to happen with you, what is going to happen with someone. So those that God predestinated are the ones that the Bible says he called. So the calling of God comes third, after the foreknowledge of God and after predestination. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about the coming of Jesus Christ here on earth. The Bible says Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world. To be, in other words, Jesus was, uh, was slain, meaning was, he died from the foundation of the world. Which means the death of Jesus Christ uh, on the cross on Calvary, it was a manifestation of what had already happened in the realm of the spirit. In the realm of the spirit, Jesus had already died. God had already crucified him from the foundation of the world. So after Jesus had already been crucified from the foundation of the world, there was need for Jesus to come on earth and, 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 and manifest what, was, what had happened in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, if God calls someone, it's because, uh, I mean, God already knows that person in advance. And then uh, God determined, I'm going to call this person. And then he calls that person. And that person is you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I am the God of God. Hallelujah. You see, there are some people who think that if we talk about the call of God, then it, it is uh, something that we're talking to pastors, uh, to, uh, to apostles, evangelists, that, that's, uh, that's all. No. The call of God is for everyone, every Christian. Every Christian is called by God. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 12. Okay, maybe we should read that one. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 12. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers 
for the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ okay so the Bible says Jesus gave some people to be apostles some people to be prophets some people to be pastors teachers and evangelists the purpose for, for giving these people is for the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry the saints there are Christians hallelujah so which means the work of ministry is not only for for pastors is not only for evangelists is not only for for apostles the work of ministry is for the saints as well hallelujah the saints as well are are, 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 are meant to participate in the ministry but what matters is the what kind of ministry are you supposed to participate in hallelujah hallelujah the bible there says we know that god has uh, god does does all things um to get all things work together to those people that love god and go, those that god has god according to his purpose which means there is a purpose of God for each one of, of, of us. Hallelujah. So, which means what is important is for someone to discover the purpose of God for his life. Hallelujah. You cannot be in, in this church without the purpose of God. You are in this church because there is a purpose of God upon your lives. That's why God connected you to major ones. Because of the purpose of God upon your life. So what is needed is for someone to discover what is the purpose of God for my life. What, what, what is it that God wants me to do in this church? Hallelujah. God wants people who are busy. He, he, do, he doesn't want people who are idle. He wants people who are busy. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus, he gave a, a parable of, of, of tenants um, um, in a vineyard. He said uh, when someone, someone was recruiting laborers, he found, he sent others into the vineyard and he finds others were just idle, they were just staying. And then uh, the master said, you people, why are you just staying idle? These people said, oh, no, because there's no one who has, who has employed us. He said, now you can also go. Which means idling is not required by God. In the church of God, everyone needs to, to have a role to, to do. There is a ministry that each one of us needs to do in the church of God. One needs to identify his, his ministry. What is my ministry in the body of Christ? Hallelujah. 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 If, if, if you are doing the work of God, you are ushering the church, that's the work of ministry. Hallelujah. If you are in the worship team, that's the work of ministry. So you need to identify what is the purpose of God for my life. And if you identify it, you discover it. Do what God wants you to do. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But no one should, should be just idle in the church of God. One should be able to do what, what God wants him to do. So the Bible says, those that, that he predestinated, those are the ones that he caught. And those that he caught, he justified. So after calling those justifications, justification in a, in a, in a court of law, is, is, it means to be acquitted. It is to, to be declared not guilty. Or it is to be, to be declared innocent. Hallelujah. In other words, it's like there is no offense which you have committed. That's, that's justification. It's like if you are taken into a court of law and, and then uh, the accusations are leveled against you, then the judge comes and says, this person is acquitted. There is no offense which he has committed. There is nothing wrong that he has done. Hallelujah. But in, 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 in the church, justification, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond being declared innocent. It has to do with being declared righteous. In other words, it, it has to do with being, being considered righteous in the sight of God. Having a right standing with God. So that you can come in the presence of God uh, without any guilt. Without any sense of, of, of guilt. Hallelujah. So it's like one is innocent in the, in the presence of God. So if he, someone is justified, God looks at that person as someone who has never sinned before. He looks at that person as if he has never sinned before. As if he, the rest of his life, he just grew without any sin. That person is justified. Why? It is because the person is covered by the blood of Jesus. So if you are covered by the blood of Jesus, God looks at the blood of Jesus and not, and not your past sins. Hallelujah. So that the blood of Jesus, it brings justification. It, it makes someone to have a right standing with God. The Bible talks about the Israelites. The Israelites in the wilderness, they complained, they grumbled against Moses. And, and, and uh, they, they told Moses, it's better that we should go back to Egypt. Um, and, 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 and so many things. They made a golden calf in, in, the, in, the, in the desert. But there is a certain part which God says about the, is, the same Israelites. The Israelites who grumbled against God. They complained against God. Um, they complained and they said, let us go back to Egypt. They made a golden calf. In, in the book of Numbers, chapter 22, verse 21. Numbers 20, 23, sorry, 23, verse 21. The Bible says, when God was speaking about the same Israelites, he said, he has not beheld iniquity in Jacob. God was saying, I have not seen any sin in Jacob. Now, he has not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither has he seen perverse, perverse, perverseness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him. The shout of a king is among them. The same Israelites who complained against God, they complained against Moses, they made a golden calf and the like. When, when Balak uh, wanted to, to, to go and curse the Israelites, 
God was, was restraining him. That's why he said, I've not seen any iniquities in Jacob. I've not seen any perverseness in Israel. In other words, God is saying, don't curse these people. These people are blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if, if God should say, I've never seen any sin in Israel. I've never seen any perverseness in Israel. Yet these people, they, they, they made a golden calf against God. It means in the sight of God, they were justified. God was not considering their past sins. God was not considering what they did. Uh, they were justified by God. Hallelujah. So if someone is justified, his sins are covered by the blood of Jesus. So when the sins are covered by the blood of Jesus, God no longer looks at the sins. God looks at the blood of Jesus. And that person is justified. Hallelujah. So the people that God justifies, the Bible says, are those that he has got. So those that God has called, he justifies. So if God has called someone and has justified him, it means he doesn't, he doesn't want condemnation to come on that person. He doesn't want that, any person to judge that person. That's why God in, in Romans chapter 14 verse 4, he says, Who are you to judge another man's servant? He says to his own master, he stands or he falls. Hallelujah. So who are you to judge another man's servant? In other words, God saying, he's not your servant, he's my servant. It's not you who called him, it's me who called him. So why are you judging him? You don't have a right to judge him. He is not your servant. He is my servant. Hallelujah. He says to his own master, if he, he stands or falls. If he falls, he's falling to his own master. If he stands, he stands to his own master. But the Bible says, but he is going to stand because God is able to make him stand. Hallelujah. So, if God, because has called someone, it means that person is justified. So, no condemnation, no accusation, no judgment is supposed to, to, to be upon that person. No human person is supposed to judge someone whom God has called. Because it is only God who has a right to judge and not human beings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, someone who God has called, God just finds. That's why if, if you, 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 you condemn a man of God, you, you can do that before men, but not before God. If you, you, you talk about a man of God before God, you are attracting the case of God. God is going to ask the same question. Who are you to judge another man's servant? Hallelujah. It is because the person whom God has called, he, he has justified. And then the people, those that God has justified, then he says he glorifies. So there is glorification for anyone that God has called. Hallelujah. 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 So God does not just call someone. 
He brings his glory on the people that has God. So all people that God has called, the glory of God is upon them. And that, inclu that is, includes you. Hallelujah. Tell neighbor, say neighbor. The glory of God is upon me. Because God has glorified me. Hallelujah. So because God has glorified his servant, God has glorified the people that has called. It means the beauty of God's spirit is manifested in the life of that person. The beauty of the life of God is manifested in the life of that person. Because God has glorified him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So people who are called by God are supposed to reflect the glory of God. Because God has glorified them. Hallelujah. So it is after God has, has done these, these five things for knowledge of the person to call, predestination, then the call itself, justification, and glorification. It means now this person is a perfect candidate to go on earth. Hallelujah. So that's when now God has said, now we are ready to go on earth. Then God had to bring him on earth. Hallelujah. 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 So it doesn't matter that Paul was, was in ignorance, was, was killing Christians. Hallelujah. But to God, that, that, God was, that was not strange to God because he had already foreseen it. He had foreknowledge. Hallelujah. God knew that the same Paul who is killing Christians now, I'll use him as my apostle. The Bible says, God, he commanded light to come out of darkness. Now, if God commanded, the Bible says, commanded light to come out of darkness, it means, it doesn't say God took, took light where there is darkness, no. He commanded light out of darkness. In other words, he commanded darkness to produce light. So he did not take light where there is darkness, but had to command darkness to produce light. What that means is there is hope for any hopelessness. God has called, there is victory where there seems to be no victories. For anyone that God has called, there is, there is solution where there seems to be no solution. For anyone that God has called, God will bring light where there seems to be darkness. Hallelujah. So, because God has called someone, it doesn't matter the kind of darkness that, that is there. Whether someone is a thief now, but if he is called by God, God has habited to turn a thief into a prophet of God. He has habited to, 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 to turn someone who people thought was a, 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 a great murderer into a liberator of a nation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Because there is no hopeless situation with God. But the problem is, when God has called, has called someone, there are people who make excuses. Some people say, ah, I cannot save God, I'm just a woman. Hallelujah. Others say, I cannot save God because I'm just, a, I'm just young. Others say, I cannot save God because of my career. Others say, I cannot save God because I'm, I'm, I'm too weak. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about Gideon. Gideon, he looked at himself as someone who could not do what God wanted him to do. When an angel of God appeared to Gideon and said, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of Vera. Gideon, because he, he underrated himself, he said, if, if you say the Lord is with us, where are the, the miracles that, that, that we hear that were taking place in, in, uh, during our ancestors? And then he said, I'm, uh, my family is, I'm coming from a poor family. And I myself am the least in my family. Hallelujah. But the angel of God said, go in this might of yours. Hallelujah. So God, when God was calling Gideon, a mighty man of Vera, by that time Gideon had not killed any, 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 any person. He had not fought any war. But in the sight of God, despite the fact that Gideon had, need, had not fought any war, he was a mighty man of Vera. It was because of what God knew about Gideon. It is not about Gideon, but it's about God. It is about what God knows. It's not about you, it's, it's about what God knows about you. It's not about you, but it's about what God can do through you. That's why Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, it's not about, it's not about your, your, yourself, but it is about the person who, is, who has called you how powerful he is how able he is hallelujah so if he, god has got someone then there should be no more excuses hallelujah 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 some people say women should not should not preach And yet, they don't, they don't study the Bible. The first people to preach about the resurrection of Jesus Christ were women. And as, as far as the gospel is concerned, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so, so essential. And yet, the first people to speak about that resurrection were women. They are the ones who, are say, who told people Jesus has risen. I thought that is preaching the gospel. <laughs> Hallelujah. If, okay, some people said, no, women should not preach. 
Because it's, it's, it's Eve who sinned. It's, it's not Adam. Okay. If, if, Eve, if Eve was the one who sinned, Okay, let, if, if sin came, came through a woman, though the Bible doesn't say came, sin came through a woman, the Bible says through one man, sin entered the world. But now, 